surveys now, it says more than 50% of the UK population says that uh, they don't belong to any sort of religious, religious adherence whatsoever. And it's right, really, that ever since the, the 18th century Enlightenment, religion and belief, and belief in God have been under attack. Uh, uh, science has discovered more and more about the, the nature of the universe, the, the, how the stars and how the planets have been formed, what circumstances were required for, for life to emerge, and, and the whole process of evolution by natural selection. So many ideas that were held that purported to come from, from the Bible and from religion have been shown to be erroneous. And so it seems progressively so many people have, have given up on faith. Because we heard in that gospel reading uh, that Jesus said to his disciples, do not be afraid, little flock. And indeed, in my opinion, we don't need to be afraid of, of, of what science has to teach us because, because science can answer so many questions about, about how, how things came about, how things happened, how large the universe is, how did the solar system develop, and why is our Earth so special? It can tell us how life has emerged and how species have developed over time. It can answer how questions. But it can't answer why questions. It can't answer what is the meaning of life type of questions. It can't answer some of the deepest questions that we human beings need to ask. And contrary to what Dawkins and the New Atheists have to say, Christian faith and belief in God can be shown to be perfectly rational and perfectly compatible with, with our understanding of, of science and our understanding of how history has developed. And we saw today, and I want my theme today to be that of, of trust and faith, because we heard that story, did we not, of Abraham. Abraham was given, in a vision, a supernatural experience, a vision of, of the conviction that God was with him and that he had nothing to be afraid of, and God would direct him. I am your shield, your reward will be very great, because he promised him that he would be the father, if only were faithful, of a great nation. And then Abraham went through some great existential crisis because he had no natural offspring of his own. And how was he going to be the father of a great nation if he had no children on which whom to pass on his genes, his, his wealth, his inheritance, and everything he was? And God promised him in his vision that indeed he would honor his promises to him. You shall have an heir of your own issue. And he believed the Lord, and the Lord reckoned to him as righteousness. He put his faith and he put his trust in God, and God showed his promises to be true. And in the letter to the Hebrews, which is also accepted today, the writer says, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, for the conviction of things not seen. like the story, this story I've had known for years of a, of a, of a gangster 
who, who told his son to climb a tree. And as he climbed to the top, when he got to the top, the gangster said to his son, jump and I'll catch you. And so the boy did jump. And his father just stood away and let him fall. And as the boy lay crying on the ground with a, with a broken arm and, and bruises everywhere, the father said to him, let that be a lesson to your son. In this life, don't trust anyone. In fact, the value system that that story tells is actually contrary to what we've learned about human nature. What we've learned about in our evolutionary experience about why our species, Homo sapiens, has been so successful over all the other hominids which, which evolved before us and around us too. It's because so many paleontologists and anthropologists believe, because we as a species learned in fact to, to cooperate, to work together, to trust one another, to overcome obstacles that we had to face. And whilst it's fashionable in, in sort of 20th, 21st century Europe to, to reject faith in God, when you think, look back over our whole evolutionary history as a species, our species has actually found that faith in God has been vital to our, is vital to our survival as a species. Those who say we are hot-wired to believe because it's been faith which has enabled us time and time again to overcome obstacles that have been too great for us. And indeed, when you look across our whole planet today, there are far more people who have a sense of the transcendent, a sense that the world isn't just what we can observe through a microscope, view with a telescope, and examine through a hedron collider. People have faith and need faith. Indeed, if we don't have faith, then we're in deep trouble as a human species altogether because we human beings, in my view, need to believe in something greater than ourselves. And indeed, you see examples of people finding something greater than themselves. You probably know by now, I'm a Wolverhampton Wanderers supporter. We, we, we kick off our season this afternoon against Leicester City. We've now, as, as a football team, this is now our third season under our, our manager, Nuno Espirito Santo. Notice his name, Espirito Santo. We're under our third season, and in the last two seasons, we've, we've, we've achieved greater success than we, we've had in, our, in, our, in the, certainly the history of the 30 years that I've been a Wolves supporter. First season, we, we actually smashed the, the championship. Last season, against all the odds, we finished seventh in the Premier League and now are playing in the Europa League. A run of success, and when you talk, you listen to Wolves supporters, the phrase they come up with, whatever they're talking about, in Nuno we trust. And I, I've been around long enough to think we've only got to have a bad run and relegation threatens it will be off with his head. Because that's what we human beings are like. I mean, do we really want to put our trust in Boris Johnson or in Donald Trump? Because the Bible tells us not to put our trust in horses, not to put our trust in princes, 
but to put our trust in the living God. And we as people need something bigger than ourselves to believe. Because what happens too, when we don't put our trust in God, we start to put our trust in false gods. And the false gods that we put our trust in, actually, if they are challenged, if they are threatened, if they are contradicted, if people don't disagree, the human response is so often to approach it with violence, to approach it with, because they, we are afraid. They are afraid of the challenge that we're faced. And some of the great false gods that, that human beings have put their trust in are, are different isms. And you can think about how many different isms there are that people have put their... And in my view, arguably, one of the, the most dangerous of all isms has been nationalism. Nationalism, which, which led to the catastrophe of the First World War as the European nations were competing against themselves. My country, right or wrong? And that conflict in itself led to, to the, the greatest disaster in human history, the rise of, of national socialism, the Nazis, which led to the complete destruction of so much of Europe and the death of, of 21 million people and, and appalling suffering on a scale of which humanity has never seen before. And tragically, despite the horrors of what happened in the Second World War through National Socialism, nationalism was once again on the rise in Russia and Ukraine, in so many countries across Europe. It's there behind, behind uh, Make America Great Again. And in my opinion, it's there against in the, in the themes which have led to Brexit and the present chaos that we're in now. Isms, people will take up false gods when they reject their faith in the true and living God. Jesus told his disciples, do not be afraid, have faith. Faith, says the writer to the Hebrews, is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Some people say that faith, believing in God's promises, is, is believing in God's promises, trusting in his faithfulness, and relying on God's courage and faithfulness to act. In 2008, I, I was the director of CORD, a wonderful organization. It was set up by Christians in, in Leamington Spa back during the Vietnam War. It stands for Christian Outreach, Relief and Development. It was an international, international development charity, a very small charity, relatively speaking, in comparison with World Vision and and Fear Fund and Christian Aid and the rest, but have been for 40 years working in different refugee camps and with communities that have been displaced by violent conflict. And I was director, and, and I, it was a great job. I loved it. It was increasingly good. But over the time, I'd been out of full-time ministry for 15 years, and the conviction grew me as I was praying about, about what God wanted for my life. I was praying, and it came to me that, that really where I wanted to be was back in full-time stipendary ministry as, as a parish vicar. And this had become so strong that in, in June 2008, I, I gave up my job and, and left Cord. And I remember now waking up on the Saturday morning in a cold sweat. I thought, what have I done? I've given up a job, I've got no job to do. 
I'm 59 years old and, 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 and nobody might employ me again. What, what am I going to do? What have I done? This is no word of a lie. Not an hour later, the phone rang. It was the then Archdeacon of Coventry. Would you like to come and help us with a parish in, in, uh, in Coventry that needs a vicar at the moment? Uh, there'll be no pay, but you can come and help. I thought, well, that's a start. No pay, but that's a start. Then on the Monday morning, I had a phone call from the chaplain to the suffragan bishop, the assistant bishop of Chelmsford in Essex. When I come and look at a couple of parishes, come look at a parish in Essex. I didn't even know where Essex was. It's somewhere over there. I'm a Midlander. I don't know where the south is. So, so I, I said, yes, I'd rather go along. Maybe God calling me. I went, went along. <coughs> but Essex was a long way from where anything I knew. It looked up, talk, talk funny down there as well, don't it? <laughs> Sarf, fill it. Sarf, fill it. <laughs> so I, I thought, no, this wasn't for me. But we came back from an interview with the bishop. Absolutely true. Got home. Picked up the phone, rang, picked it up. The Bishop of Buckingham. <laughs> Would you like to come and be applied for a parish in Newport Pagnell? Now, my wife had, had taken a job in 2007, exactly 15 months before, at World Vision, with its at its headquarters in Milton Keynes. Milton Keynes was three and a half miles from Newport Pagnell. Was I interested? And it proved to be that God was in the whole process. When you give your life to God, God was in that whole process and led me to something that I had. We had six wonderful years of ministry with people and churches in Newport Pagnell. When God is there, then indeed we can need to fear anything. There is nothing at all. We do need something bigger than ourselves to believe in. And if we start to put our faith in the wrong things, then things indeed will go wrong. If we put our faith in things which are not God, which are not the true and living God, then indeed catastrophe could fall to ourselves and to our species and to our nations too. Because without faith in God, it leaves us blind. It's like trying to, to drive a car with our eyes closed. We won't see the obstacles that are in front of us we, we will be full of fear and trepidation and we'll go in all sorts of wrong directions. And that's the truth of what's happened and is happening to society and is happening still to people's lives. So we heard today about where we should put our faith. Abraham trusted in God and it was reckoned to him as righteousness. Jesus told his disciples, have faith, trust in me and trust in God. Whatever else happens, there will be a victory that God will win for us. Put our faith in him, for indeed he is the one living and true God whom we can rely on, who will be faithful to act, who will be faithful to be guidance in the way we should go. May we place and stake our faith in God as we say now together the words of the creed. <laughs>